Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Eyes to Mize. My name is John. That's Ian. What's up? It is episode 83. We're all so hard, R&D gotta ban me. Again. <laughs> yeah. So, we're gonna talk about brawl because um turns out that both of us were getting kind of ta- how time works um there was an announcement today the day of recording uh may 10th about brawl including uh, a few things we're going to talk about and basically the ban list and a few other things and then we're going to carry on that discussion into ban lists in general yeah so um, for, for me it was more of a it was it was my bad i'm gonna straight up say it i was like it's tuesday i was like i was shopping he's like hey you want to record i'm like Oh, it's Wednesday. Yeah, I totally forgot it was a Tuesday. Or I thought it was a Tuesday. No, the funny part is, too, is like the night before. And he's like, hey, what do you have to do tomorrow? I'm like, well, I'm going to work out. I'm going to go grocery shopping. Got to record the podcast. I actually mentioned it, too. And just completely <laughs> just <laughs> brain farted it out. But whatever. It happens. We've all had those moments. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. So, um, real quick, as in the community, because it's our show, so whatever. Uh on Thursday, I put up a a video of me doing a Dominaria draft. I drafted Blue Red Wizards. It was a lot of fun. You should go watch it. Uh, it's on the YouTube channel. I'll put a link to it in the show notes below. Uh, and then I just recorded a new one today, and that should go up in the next few days that I am also really excited about because I drafted three Flame of Celts. Mono Red. <laughs> this is the second time I've drafted Mono Red in this format. It's really weirding me out. Like, I know I watched Gabby try and do Goblin Tribal, but only realized, like, Seven, yeah, there's not that many goblins. In. It's not go- there's not enough support for goblin tribal in standard or not standard in draft. Standard is no. a little different. Draft. Eh. You want to know what the goblins are in uh, Dominaria? Well, there's four. There's Skirk Prospector, <laughs> Bloodstone Goblin, which is the bear goblin that if you kick a spell, it gets plus one plus one and menace till end of turn. Goblin Warchief, which is probably the best goblin for limited if you're trying to do goblins, and then Siege Gang Commander, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it's like, heck, yeah, we got it back, but a lot of it seems to be more the uh, spelled out for, uh, hey, look, we got these in modern now. You have to see yeah, that splash in modern yet, but we'll see. Well, Siege Gang has been in modern for a while, but War Chief and Prospector are the huge boons. Like, What's I don't know more? if you've seen the Fecundity Goblins deck. Yeah, I was, it took me a while to realize, like, I'm like, I, I do keep a semi-eye on uh, the MTG stocks and, you know, price movers and shakers kind of list and stuff and fecundity jumping up i'm like what the hell is this card doing here and then i realized oh right goblins so john what's what's fecundity so fecundity is an enchantment for two and a green i believe it reads i'm doing this from memory whenever a creature um, uh, whenever a creature dies its controller may draw a card so with skirk prospector With yeah, and and it's not it's symmetrical, so it's both players. Yeah. And with Skirk Prospector, you can sack it at a mana and draw a card, which is very powerful. Uh, and then but then Skirk Prospector turns your Mog War Marshals, which by the way are one in a red one one goblins with Echo for one in a red. Uh, when it comes into play or leaves play, make a one one goblin. Uh, it turns Mog War Marshal plus Skirk Prospector into three mana for two mana and three cards. So, essentially, once you assemble that combo, you start really digging through your deck, casting a bunch of goblins, digging through your deck some more. You can cast Empty the Warrants to make, like, ten more goblins to then make more mana, draw more cards. Grape shot. And then eventually you kill them with Grape Shot. Oh, it's a Storm deck. Okay. Yeah, it's a Storm deck. <laughs> and you're not playing it. Why? Because I already have a Storm deck. I don't it, need more Storm it's decks. it's cheeky. <laughs> it's too That's cheeky. That's also true. It is very cheeky. Anyways, let's go ahead and talk about Brawl. 
because uh article went up today, May 10th, uh, titled The Future of Brawl, uh, written by Gavin, Gavin Verhey and co-written with one segment written by Ian Duke, uh, both members of R&D, basically being like, hey, this is taking off a lot better than we thought it would. So we need to t- kind of change our philosophy a little bit. Yeah. Um, with that, they he outlined five big points and it, it kind of cycle, circled around a or not circled, focused in on, on what Gavin was mentioning in, in Arkley last week about this being the feedback era, meaning they're like ever more looking at you know what the community is talking to and really going hard off of hey what the community might want kind of thing like that. So that said, that he outlined five of his main points behind brawl philosophy and we're, or brawl philosophy. Wow, this is going to get confusing there in this episode. I already can tell. It's so, been confusing for the past month, so yeah, you're so, not alone. Yeah, so the five philosophies, the guiding philosophies they have right now are brawl has two important audiences. Don't fracture brawl. Brawl uses a standard card pool. Protect what makes brawl fun. And brawl should receive wizard support. We're going to touch on a little bit and pieces of these things but mainly just getting to see that like hey this is where they're coming from with it again just absolutely great to see oh absolutely uh considering that there's other formats that some people would like to see wizards take a little bit more of a uh hands-on approach to like popper but uh the fact that brawl has one really resonated with people and two was kind of was wizards led in, in many ways uh, really makes it so that you know taking ownership of the format and making sure that it has the support it needs and the structure it needs is important I've seen some formats like kind of flare up like hey this could be cool and then just die because of no support looking at you tiny leaders or oh. frontier i mean frontier is not dead dead oh. but it's basically dead and funnily enough uh so earlier today i actually want to mention like uh yo larson posted a tweet about pre-modern which i don't even want to know about this format it's, it's like it, it's basically the meet mid-ground between old school magic and modern where it's like those middle kind of sets and stuff like that i would assume oh so it's like 95 to mirrodin basically I don't know. it's like i saw somebody say oh is this kind of just like mod is this like old school for people who started playing in the late 90s early 2000s which is seems to kind of be like that but uh, it's still playing like swords of plowshares and stuff like that so well yeah um, anyways that's you, you far get, be it from us to tell you how to have your fun you get the uh the cons slash uh onslaught fetches which isn't the worst yeah that's but good though either way um no so seeing like the support it's getting is great especially because you know they're the ones that created it which is like we haven't really seen this kind of like support from wizards for a format like this i mean they they support edh but commander is kind of run by its own people but they like it's become such a large beast of its own that they kind of like have to help guide it along. Yeah. But to certain degrees, um, that's a brawl. I honestly, I have not played or brewed a deck yet. It's one of those, just more of a time thing as opposed to, Oh, this format doesn't look fun to me. It's just like the format looks so fun to the point where it's like, if I'm going to, you know, brew for this, I want to give it a good shot kind of thing. Yeah, and like I said initially when I heard about Brawl that it may not be for me, but after, you know, I had a bunch of my friends build Brawl decks locally, and I'm like, alright, fine, fine, fine. You guys build Brawl decks, I can build a Brawl deck. And I, sure, I could have built like Brawl Chief of Compliance, or I could have built whatever, but I was like, you know what, I'm just going to look at what 
you know, silly legends I have from Standard and floating around in, oh, Temet, Vizier, and Noctamoon. He looks fun. So I just built a Embalm slash Eternalized Tribal deck with Temet as the commander. Because also he skirts around the commander tax really funny ways. Uh, first time you cast him, he's two mana. Then you Embalm him for five. Then you cast him for four. Then you Embalm him for five. Then you cast him for six. And, and so on and so forth. So every other time you cast him, he's only going to be five mana, which is nice. Um, and I've been having a lot of fun with that deck, both uh, playing one-on-one as well as kind of in multiplayer games. And I think that Brawl does have quite a few legs. It's less intimidating than a commander deck because it's only 60 cards. And also because you can play it kind of 1v1 or multiplayer. Uh, it's, you know, less of a hassle to worry about, you know, someone playing turn one Soul Ring in like one-on-one commander or doing other kind of silly busted things as well. Like the, the fact that there's a 1v1 commander and, a, and regular commander, and they have different ban lists has always been a little confusing. And now we're getting it kind of here, but not quite. One v one, not quite. One v one and multiplayer still sharing the same. Um, oh, what's it called? Bandless. Bandless. Yeah. So in effect, it's more of like how when when they created it, it's kind of like how modern. It's like, hey, when we started this. We have this ban list in place, and now we're tweaking it. We'll get yes. to the bans and unbans in a little bit. But you did mention the two audiences: multiplayer and one on one. So groups of people versus one on one. You're going to tune your decks where. Multiple players, you know, anybody who's played Commander will know you'll look for the all-important each opponent as opposed to target player. Like, that's probably going to be your biggest difference between your multiplayer and one-on-one decks is you're going to want to look for symmetrical effects versus single target effects. But they realize, though, that the spiky players are going to want to go one-on-one. And I've seen, again, tweets about people talking about, like, yeah, like, people, like, for instance, it was retweeting my feed. I don't know who the player was, but it was like some PPT grinders. Like, yeah, my PPTQ grinder group just absolutely loved the format. It's kind of like, a, okay, we're kind of like spent on actually grinding games for right now. Let's just go play a game of Brawl because they already have the cards because they're already grinding standard anyway. So, yeah, it's they're ready made. Plus, um, it's getting some people, newer, player, newer players that don't really play Magic before into Magic. For instance, uh, my friend Chris, Fugi. <laughs> Fugi is like, when we were at GP Seattle, he was he came up, and we were just, like, cracking booster boxes. Yeah, I know, cracking booster boxes for no value, blah, blah, blah. But he was just, like, just cracking open boxes of Ixalan and Rivals to grab dinosaurs to make a dinosaur deck. Why? Because he just wanted to do it. And it's yeah. something you could do. And we ended up drafting some of the cards, but still, it's just, like, <laughs> it's it's kind of fun seeing, like, how some players are getting into it. It's like, hey, I just have the ability to get these boxes. I'm just going to crack a bunch of boxes and see what I can make out of it or, you know, just do that kind of thing. One of the earliest games of Brawl I played, I was uh, sitting at the at Comic City uh, local game store here, and my friend Danny just he brought his he brought his, all his Dominaria cards and said, "I got all right. You guys wait ten minutes. I'm going to build a Brawl deck." And he did, and then he played, and it did pretty well. Hmm. But yeah, so just the fact that that kind of stuff is cool. I mean, you can you can like sit down, brew really hard, fret about your last like you know your 55th through 60th cards in your deck or you can just be like uh i got a pile of cards here i'm gonna sort through it there's a relative theme going on here all right cool let's let's jam you can do either way and still have fun again multiplayer is definitely going to be better for that kind of thing because you don't have the onus of you know one person targeting you every turn where you can kind of get away with a little more janky stuff but Mm -hmm. still anyway so speaking of like multiplayer and stuff when the second point was don't fracture it um the main point Gavin gave is like, 
you don't want somebody coming to you know a game store and you know like you sit down i have a standard brawl deck and like let's brawl and someone's like well i've got modern brawl and i was like oh, i got like invasion block brawl it's like oh then you're all playing on different power levels necessarily so keeping it keeping what the focus of wizards want is just on standard specifically is more of just a way to kind of be like hey we're simplifying it down to this format legality you guys can go do that other stuff if you want but we're not going to affect any changes or ban lists to these other you know i guess unsanctioned brawl variants right like the ones we're going to look at are standard based and standard based only i mean and obviously with standard there's the worry about rotation uh especially in a casual format because this is the first time that we've actually gotten a casual format that has a rotation element to it, which can be troublesome for some. Um, and it's definitely, I think, one of the biggest concerns with the format going forward. Uh, but it's definitely a lot of fun just right now to, you know, sit down. Dominari has so many legends that I would be very surprised if if enough people were exploring all of them for for, stan- for Brawl right now. Yeah, and that's actually point number three they make is it uses a standard card pool where they're dealt like he actually mentions the fact that it's a tricky needle of thread. Like literally, those are Gavin's words exactly because of the casual format thing, not rotating. Um, because of this, they've actually mentioned that they're going to be looking in R and D at making sure that they're able to like maintain certain kinds of color combinations as viable command as like viable brawl commanders just to make sure the format's alive. Granted, you know, they gotta make sure not to overpower for standard or draft or whatever, but you know, there's always those cards that whenever we're doing that set review, everyone's just like, yep, EDH card and pops it off to the side. Like we might be getting something that looks like, oh, Brawlmander pop over the side. Yep. But just having that kind of thing is really kind of great to know that they are abs they're like, hey, look mentioning in the article like hey look we're aware of this we're tracking we got this we're going to take your feedback if you have additional feedback please give it to us kind of thing oh, of course and they and the thing is them deciding to say hey we want to stay with standard is because of feedback they've gotten from players yeah all of these big uh big five notes or the, for the broad philosophy have been because of people's feedback um and then like we'll get to a few of the other ones later uh but like you know Point four really kind of hammers his home. You know, it's protected what makes Brawl fun. And how do you find out what makes Brawl fun? You listen to the people who are playing the format. Um, and I think the four kind of points here that are the four bullet points that Gavin lays out, the varied singleton nature. Everyone loves Commander because of the its, you know, high variance level of play, even though many players will attempt to reduce that variance with, you know, tutors and whatnot. Uh, building around a character, whether or not you're going to build like a theme deck around, you know, Moldrotha or da- or Danatha or Raph or whoever, or like Teferi. Joyra. Considering you could do Planeswalkers, Joyra, exactly. Uh, let's use the ability to use cards you wouldn't otherwise use in Constructed, I think is the biggest kind of push. Um, and my friend Danny, like I mentioned before, he was like, you know, I think I like Brawl a lot more than I thought I would because I'm seeing a lot more newer cards than I would have if I was just playing Commander. Which well, is very, very true. Like, you have a commander deck. You may only get one or two cards every set. But with a Brawl commander, you know, sure, you only have 60 cards, but the va- the the power level of those cards could drastically change. And then the last one is that the format is accessible, is that it's easy to put a Brawl deck together. And using standard cards means no one has to go and try to shell out 100 bucks, 200 bucks for a Gaia's Cradle. Or, you know, 
shell out, you know, who knows how much money for some of the other pieces of very powerful commander cards that have spiked because commander is so popular. Yeah, like doubling season. Exactly. That's a that's a huge one. Like that that card enables so many crazy cool decks, but the problem is is that it's like a sixty dollar card and it's only been printed twice. And to jam it into, you know, a standard set would be kinda hard. So and not only you mentioned too, like just even like commander decks in general, think about standard decks. There are certain cards that will make a standard deck. There are certain cards that will make a modern deck. Some kind of sneak their way into legacy, like Fatal Push has. Um but odds are you're only going to see some of these cards if you draft, and even then you might not ever play them. Right. Like, you might end up seeing a bunch of random cards you'll never, ever see in any other format just because, hey, it happens to work in this particular Brawl deck. Mm-hmm. It's great. I mean, like, and we kind of gloss over real quick the singleton nature of it. That's why I love Canadian Highlander. I have a 100-card yeah. deck, and it's powerful as hell, but the thing is, is every single game I play will, will be different. I will never get a game where my mid-range Jeskai deck will play the same way. Like, I've had games where I've gone just pure aggro and killed, like, one of the games I went against, uh, oh, man, totally blanking on his name. <laughs> well, oh, uh, Blake, right, wow. <laughs> when I went, you know, oh, boy. Anyway, when I went against Blake and stuff like that, I had a game where I was, ba- I basically stuck a turn two um, Seeker of the Way and had him dead by, like, turn six. Yeah. And then there are other games where, I won't even get a win con on the board until turn 10. It's like, I'll be like, pick off one by one, trade for counters, trade for removal, kind of thing like that with my mid-range deck, which is what it does. And that kind of very game nature is stuff that I just love. Like, granted, yeah. I like the consistency of some constructive formats, yeah, but it's a nice change of pace, which is great. And wizard support, which is something that, unfortunately, Highland doesn't have yet, probably never will, but... It's all good. Yeah, there's there's a, there's a few issues with Canadian Highlander that we oh, need to get addressed. Absolutely, but I know <laughs> it's it. That's like my pipe dream, though. Like I don't of care. Course. Like Popper, yeah, cool. Maybe someday, but like getting side events, that's good enough for me right now. Like, oh yeah, heck, even you can do Turbo Town with Can Canlander. That's fine. Like that's oh, yeah. great. But Brawl receiving Wizard support. I mean, because it's a Wizards created thing. Um, now granted, they did create it. But they created with multiplayer in mind and hadn't really kicked the tires really round on 1v1. And that's why we're seeing a bunch of more changes kind of directed at the 1v1 versus the multiplayer aspect right now is because they kind of explored the space for multiplayer already. They didn't really dig hard into 1v1. Right. At least like spike hard 1v1. Like I'm sure they played 1v1 in-house. It'd be dumb to think they didn't. But... Yeah, but all the stories we heard about them kind of, like, making up this format was people playing multiplayer. Yeah. Not and, a whole lot of one-on-one. Yeah. But the, the wizard support thing is, like, and I mentioned already, the R&D, they meant, this is where the R&D thing about the Brawl legendary creatures come and Planeswalkers coming up, so a good spread of colors. They're like, some cre- colors don't have Brawl commanders, Joda aside. I mean, you could literally just jam Joda, play Joda, and just, you know, if you play have a color. all the colors. Well, not even all the colors. Say there's a color combination that's not represented right now. Like, right. That's fine. Naya has a bunch because of the dinosaurs, blue, black, red, because of the pirates and other, and you know, the nickel bolus and stuff. So you have options for those particular color combinations where something, I was going to say Jess Kevin, like, Oh, it's God Joda. Um, yeah. Abzan. I don't think yeah. there's, there's nothing Abzan. So that's white, black, and green. There's yeah, nothing. There's no Abzan, there's no Abzan commander, right? Brawl basically, unless you go Joda. 
Which is fine. But then you'd have to, like, play blue and red. You don't have to. Well, I mean, yeah, you don't have to ever play Jota. But you can literally just use it as, hey, I'm using this to make sure that I have these three colors represented I mean, in my commander. Back before we had, you know, the four color commanders, I'm pretty there were a lot of people who would use five color commanders as, you know, for their four color decks or whatever. So oh, that's I wasn't around playing for that kind of thing, but I'm absolutely positive that's what people did. Either yep. way. Speaking of all the colors, let's talk about none of them. Uh because there was one big kind of point that um they did have to address, which is what if I want to play Karn as my brawl commander. Not Hope Gearper? Well, you could also do Hope Gearper if you want, but or Traxos if you want to be more uh, more in that line. Smashy bashy. Unfortunately, due to how the commander color identity rules work, you can't play basic lands outside of wastes in a colorless commander deck. So how are they? How did Wizards figure out how to let people use Karn or Hope or Traxos or whatever as their legendary as a legendary for brawl? Well. The solution is very, very simple. Enter Matt Tabak. Yeah, Matt Tabak, uh, former rules manager, current editor for Match of the Gathering. Uh, basically, you can choose to put as many basics into the deck as you want of the usual five basics, planes, islands, swamp, mountains, or forests, but you can only choose one. So you can have 20 planes, you can have 20 forests, but those are your only basics. You yeah. can't put in a mountain, you can't put in a swamp. You can't have 15 forests and five planes. No, no, none of that. Yeah, it's just all, one basic. It's all or none because that way you can basically just be like, these are color, these are one color, but yeah. So that way, like, you aren't trying to sneak by something crazy. But it's also a way just to, you know, make it monotone. Like, yeah. colorless cards are. Speaking of Karn, though, Karn's ridiculous and Karn's amazing. Karn, Karn's a very good magic card. We all, like, underestimated Karn. He's seen play in Legacy and Vintage. We we underestimated how good Karn is. We did. We all messed up. We we all done goofed. This is like JVP 2.0. Speaking of done goofed, uh, the next part of the article is about is by Ian Duke, and it's about separating the Brawl band list from the standard band list. And so, in order to do so, here are the cards that have been unbanned from the standard band list for the Brawl band list. Aetherworks Marvel, Felidar Guardian, Attuned with Aether, Rogue Refiner, Rampaging Ferocidon, and Ramanop Ruins. The lone card still... The lone card still on the ban list, Smuggler's Copter. (laughs) It's just Because that would be so good. It's just too good, even for a singleton format. It's it's super swingy. Like, Like, I get to play my my copter on two, man. Ah, whoo, baby. Yeah, that would be be way too good. Uh, so yeah, cat, cat combo is available if you wanted to do it. However, I believe there's literally only one commander you could use to Joda. play cat combo. J-O-D-H, Joda. Joda. Man, that was, whew, deep cuts. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, like, Aetherworks Marvel doesn't have as many broken things to, like, you know, spin into anymore. Uh, there's no Eldrazi. Sure, you could play five color Joda. And then you get to, like, spin into, like, Nicol Bolas or whatever. Yeah. Um, but the Mono Red's, like, a little bit better. But at the end of the day, being singleton means that a lot of these cards become less impactful because you're not going to run up against someone who's pl- who's playing Ramanop Red and it's like Mountain Ramanop Ruins, Ramanop Ruins, Ramanop Ruins, and you just go, I am looking at you know six damage just on your lands. Yeah, here it's like, oh, I have two damage sitting there. Lol. Okay. Yeah. But 
They also banned two more cards from the format to put on the ban list to join Smuggler's Copter. So it's only three cards. Uh, one of them is Baral Chief of Compliance. This one is pretty much exclusively for how he's doing in one-on-one play. Uh, according to the article, over the initial weeks, Baral decks constituted more than 35% of the metagame and achieved a nearly 65% win rate. And in the two most recent Magic Online one-on-one Brawl challenges, the majority of the top 32 decks used Brawl as a commander, 24 decks and 23 decks, respectively. So, he needed to go. Yeah. For you kids, oh, at, the home, other ca- for you kids at home, 24 out of 32 is literally 75%. Yeah. Three, and quarter, then the other... three quarters of the decks were one commander, because... Yeah. It's a it's a brawl challenge. You're gonna want to spike it because the prizes are great. You get like a whole a set redemption if you win one of yeah. those things. You're gonna want to spike it. So of course you're gonna play the best deck, and the best deck is the most oppressive deck, which is brawl. The other card that hit the ban list is Sorceress Spyglass, which in case you forget is a two mana artifact that as it comes to play, uh, you choose a player and they you get to look at their hand, and then you get to name a card, and then the, that card's activated. The abilities can't be activated. They basically banned it because uh, one of the decisions for Brawl was letting people use Planeswalkers as their commanders, and they wanted to remove the feel bad of someone going, okay, you're playing, uh, what, you're playing Angrath? Okay, cool. Sorcerer's Spygra- Spyglass naming Angrath. Yeah, it's and not then even, you're sad. Yeah, and that's not even counting the fact that, like, you play Sorcerer's Spyglass, you get to look at the hand and then say, yeah, your commander, you can never play that unless you can remove my, my, my card. Yeah. And certain decks... Uh, literally have no way of removing an artifact it's true good luck uh they also considered uh gideon's intervention uh which is two white white uh you name a card and then all damage dealt to you by that card is prevented and your opponents can't cast the named card as well as the immortal sun uh but they chose not to ban those because gideon's intervention is strictly white uh and then immortal sun all it costs six mana so and, and really, only the Immortal Sun does is shut down uh, Planeswalker Commander decks because Immortal Sun six mana legendary artifact. Players can activate Planeswalker loyalty abilities. Literally, your commander is useless. Yeah, uh, it's also again six mana. Uh, I mean, I have the Immortal Sun in my brawl deck, and I think almost every brawl deck I've come up against has the Immortal Sun in it. But the Immortal Sun is also just good. So yeah, I honestly think you're dumb if you're not playing the Immortal Sun in any brawl deck, unless you're like a low to the ground not one of paying six mana kind of deck or your commander's a planeswalker but you know yeah yeah that's true speaking of other changes uh due to the fact that uh standard cards or all magic cards for the most part are built around along the idea of your opponent starts the game at 20 life uh they have decided that for one-on-one play only your starting life total is now 20 but in multiplayer play, your starting life total will be 30 to help engender a more casual-like atmosphere and letting people get to do their huge, big, fun stuff that they've always wanted to do. And, like, to be fair, when I saw, like, uh, what's the 1v1 commander? The commander's, like, 30, right? Uh, commander is 40. A 1v1? Oh, uh, 1v1 commander actually went down to 20 not too long ago, I want to oh, say. Oh, right, yeah. They had this weird experiment where it was like, they went to 30, then they went to 25, and then aggro still wasn't good, and they went to 20, and then aggro was too good, and the 1v1 commander doesn't know what it wants. 1v1 commander's a little on the weird side. Let's just, like, you go play over there in that sandbox, and we'll be over here. Thanks. Yeah, but no, it's a little I, weird. All right, and I'm not, I just want to say, like, I'm not slagging on uh, 1v1 commander players, because... The format looks fun. However, 
it's a weird beast because you have the magic online 1v1 rules and then you have like they french, the french, list. french dual yeah. commander and we're yeah. not even going to touch the french dual commander because that one has a really weird ban list because yeah they still have banned as commander uh yeah they i'll touch on for a brief second basically decent uh, burn cards are banned in the format yeah that's weird that's because, a weird one because apparently the people who uh run the ban list are like nope don't like ban or don't like burn get out of here it's weird whatever that was so that was such a weird decision it, it i was, don't understand it it's whatever i'm not going to try and delve into that but no. anyway i like the fact that it's a 20 20 life thing um granted this will also kind of now the thing that i'm curious about and maybe you can answer this one better john is that do you think that this might actually fracture how some people build their decks like you know you might build a deck that can play both 1v1 1v1 or multiplayer but with one being at 20 life and one being at 30 is it better to streamline your 1v1 kind of build maybe have like flex spots where it's like okay in multiplayer i'm playing these cards but in 1v1 they come out and these cards get in i mean it's totally it's something that you could definitely do um i feel like the real segmentation is going to happen on magic online where people are playing you know brawl for actual prizes um but i feel like you know being able to say hey this is my brawl deck and i have you know these six to five cards or even ten cards that i swap out uh, you know depending on what who I'm like, whether I'm playing multiplayer or one on one, it's definitely something that happens. I think that's something something that's more likely to happen is people having a separate one on one deck as to a multiplayer deck, which is still fine. And you know, your one on one decks might still function well in you know multiplayer, but it's going to depend. I think it all depends on whether or not y- how the pilot feels about their deck. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does, and. It's nice that they also set some future plans in here, too, in terms yep. of, again, reemphasizing the feedback being, you know, very you know, important and a cornerstone right now of getting this relatively new format off the ground, which, by the way, uh, Gavin has been pra- has praised the user, uh, the player base out there for helping them because, you know, they can you, they can lead a horse to water, but you can't get it to drink. And Magic's like, hey, look cool new singleton format we we made this do you like and the player base is like we like it i like <laughs> this a lot is yours. this is mine <laughs> this i is, made this, this is, <laughs> <laughs> i know i was starting to go down that route and i'm like pull up pull up pull up no it's fine but no it's um, it's great that they're, they're they're glad that they wanted to set out to make a fun casual-esque format that's not on the super spike side or potentially pricey side like edh and they've done it so far yeah and also there's been discussions internally because of people externally talking about uh brawl products brawl events brawl all sorts of other things and uh they obviously can't spill the beans quite yet but they know but they wanted to let us know that we they are you know discussing and listening to our feedback and figuring out whether or not uh you know what's how it's going to grow from here oh yeah and kind of just touching on that one last thing some other people um some people like i kind of mentioned people had like some impressions that the band bands were good or bad and like they um i mentioned this tweet to you it's from hackworth um yeah the uh simplicity 
like just having the standard ban list at the beginning was fine and they could tweak from there. It was like I said, I mentioned the modern thing where it's like, hey, we start off with this already problematic thing. You know, we you know, they started modern off with cards that were banned in standard, like Jace the Mind Sculptor and uh, what's her what's her name? Stoneforge. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they started off with that and a couple other things. The first tournament they had was like insane and, you know, Storm was ridiculous. So they started banning things out from that. It's still, you know, it's still in the same deck, but just having like an initial ban list for the format was fine. Um, the fact that it's popular enough where, hey, we've had to make a ban, we've had to make a ban outside of the, the you know, normal ban and restricted list within a couple weeks of the format coming out. Like this thing came out, what, beginning of April? Basically, yeah. Something end like of March. That. Yeah, end of March, beginning of April. That's like a month. Like we've had like a month and a week, basically, mm-hmm. where this has been like a format. I remember everyone was like, the first big place where people were really excited to get their hands on Brawl decks and play was for GP Seattle, which is the first week of April. Yeah. So people like had like a week or two to scramble to grab a deck together and start playing. So in a month, they've already like, it's hit the popularity where they've had to implement a ban list change and say, hey, we actually see how popular this is. We're going to make this stuff. And the fact that not only did R&D see it, but the community also hit kind of on the same points in terms of, hey, we've noticed these issues. And R&D's like, yeah, cool. We, we saw them too. We got you. Yeah. And and they're willing to possibly do more to make sure just in case like something, you know, gets out of hand. Um, we'll see if it gets added to the BNR. Uh, yeah, we'll see how ridiculous the current format can get. Although I don't think that there's going to be too many ridiculous things that that can happen in this format, considering kind of, you know, considering they already banned the Baral, you know, the highest metagame deck, and then they banned Sorcerer Spyglass, kind of for the more, you know, the f- more fun side of things. We'll see how the format develops from here, especially once we get beyond, you know, Dominaria and Core 2019, and then uh, I believe the fall set is Spaghetti. Yeah, it's Spaghetti. So, actually, yeah. speaking of Core 2019, uh, one point that wasn't really mentioned earlier in the article, but was mentioned in the recap at the bottom, and I forgot to put these in the notes, is, so if you're playing on Magic Online, just a heads up, we mentioned Karn and how to clarify the rules for Karn. They have not yet implemented that on Magic Online, and they are not going to be implementing that until Core Set 2019. So the colorless rule of Karn won't be an online, you know, deck you have to worry about until Core 2019. Yeah, because However, updates to M2GO take time. However, all of these bannings and unbannings, the starting life total and stuff will go into effect May 30th. There you go. Yeah, so basically they kind of are nixing events coming up. Um, They're suspending league play, one-on-one queues on May 16th. So basically Brawl is going to go dark on Magic Online for about a week or so Mm -hmm. until those changes get put into effect on May 30th. You can play multiplayer Brawl and casual one-on-one, but any kind of competitive level 1v1, it's going to be dark for two weeks. So a little bit of an inconvenience. Which is fine because... yeah, I'm. I'm a, like. I know I could probably say this as well as other Magic Online players can say this is take the time, implement this properly. Don't break Magic Online, please. Don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. So they have like a, this gave them like until the end of the month to actually you know push it through, which is this is fine. Yeah. So oh, and there's Speaking... a survey in the article, very bottom. We'll put the link to the survey as well. Yeah. In the show notes. I already filled out the survey, so I. And there you go. There you go. So, we also wanted to kind of curtail this into a little discussion about BNR announcements. Because um, there's a lot of reasons behind why 
certain cards or strategies need to get banned in collectible card games in general. Uh, like, my favorite example from Not Magic. So, Pokemon the Trading Card Game has a very different system than Magic, which is really interesting because in Pokemon, one-sided Wheel of Fortune is fair, and they print it almost every single time they get the chance to. Uh, Ian, you would know this is the Pokemon or the Professor Oak cards. If you if you ever played the po- did you ever play the Pokemon TCG? Uh, let's put it this way: I think the last Pokemon cards that I bought were for the Jungle expansion, which was their first expansion. Oh yeah, I remember the Jungle expansion. That was fun times. That was I just got back. I just got back from summer camp, and then I was like, "Wait, there's new cards." Whatever, doesn't matter. Yeah, um, that was that was. A, I th- I'm pretty sure that was the last time I bought Pokemon cards to give a good idea as to how long I stopped playing that game. Sure. So Professor Oak, and then also all the other Professor cards, basically say, discard your hand, draw seven. And that card's fair in that format. In that game, that card is absolutely fair, which is kind of mind-boggling to to Magic player. However, several years ago, they banned a card called Lysander's Gambit. Uh, Lysander is the villain from Pokemon X and Y. Uh, and Lysander's Gambit was Time Twister. So the Pokemon company thought that that would be a fair card to print for the Pokemon TCG, and then they had to ban it. Yeah, that's because it would go it, figure. It, it, the weakest power is the card that deserves to get banned the most, and not wheel, of, not one sided wheel of fortune. Yeah, like, whew. but yeah. So time trial, but it got banned because it removed decking as a win condition. Oh, that's why okay. it got banned. <laughs> that makes sense. Like hoping your it was opponent, also busted, but like hoping to run your opponent out of cards and yeah, creatures. because they also have uh, trying to draw from an empty deck as a as a lose condition, as well as you know knocking out their six prizes. But anyways, gotcha. But anyways, the big reasons why you ban a card uh, is either to improve the competitiveness of other decks. I think the best way we could describe those bans are the most recent bans for standard when they banned uh, the Teamer Energy cards as well as the Ramen Up Red cards. That was there to impre- to increase the competitiveness of the rest of the field because Teamer Energy was running over everything and Ramen Up Red was keeping everything else down that had the best chance at beating Teamer Energy and Teamer Energy just beat up a Mono Red a lot. And so that's one level of banning cards to to knock down kind of the two or the most oppressive threats to bring them back to the rest of the field. Yeah. As much as I would love to play Ramadan Ruins. Tell, yeah. Please. <laughs> yeah. The one thing that I kind of, how, how I've always viewed, okay, is this card ban worthy is I kind of get sciencey with it. Like my personal evaluation is I look at it as um, kind of how, like, I guess Einstein relativistic space where like a black hole and oh, you're going real deep. Well, I'm saying like the gravitational effect of say, you know, like you get a piece of paper basically and you put a small little pebble on it, right? It's going to warp yeah. the paper a little bit. And then if you put like a giant freaking rock on it, it's going to really warp the paper. And like, that's the thing with like black holes. Like, is this card a black hole or is this card a planet? Fair. Basically, like how much is this literally warping the fabric of the format to the point where it's just not recognizable? Yeah, that's fair. And that's, that's an interesting it, it, way of, of looking at it. I've always, I figure like that's one way like to give like a visual representation of, you look at like, say something like uh, Aetherworks Marvel plus the Eldrazi. That was a, like the equivalent of a black hole because like you literally had to effectively plan around that giant massive drop a hole pulled down in your format where if you don't plan around that, you're falling into it. 
and you're yeah, going to get hosed. Like, that's why, how I've always looked at these ban list things. And I figure it's a kind of interesting, but like weird, quirky side angle to look at it. Yeah. Um, but Brawl was doing that. Brawl was this giant black hole on the format pulling the fabric of Brawl down with it. You yeah. remove that, it'll flex and let back, and you can have other commanders try and, you know, take the spot and see if they're a planet or a moon or a sun based yeah. impact in terms of the gravity of how it's gonna, you know, warp the format. Yeah. And all of this usually is to, you know, improve metagame diversity. Um, because like I said, like with the teamer energy and mono red bands, the goal was, Hey, standard is not fun when there's only two decks. Standard is not fun when there's only one deck. See Cobblade. Um, standard is not fun when there's one strategy that is just overwhelmingly popular. And then the only other viable strategy is the counter to that initial strategy. We're looking at you affinity and the mono red and the red green decks that had a 15 card sideboard for affinity. Um, back in Darksteel, Darksteel, I believe it was Darksteel Standard. But oh anyways. yeah, considered the the very dark days, dark days of Standard, where it's like tournament attendance dropped to like utter low levels. And that's not even touching, you know, you know the absurd combo winter that was Urza's block or but, Callblade or Callblade, yeah. And then also, you know, different formats are going to have different methodologies for what is ban worthy. You know, like for Commander, uh, the methodology is usually like what optim- what cards that are legal in the format are hampering the overall amount of fun. It's a very utilitarian point of view on Commander, uh, which is why cards like Primeval Titan and Sylvan Primordial and Prophet of Crufix got banned. Um, where it's like, you know, these cards are really, really fun, but they're not fun when the game revolves around them, where it's like, okay, turn two, I reanimate Primeval Titan. All right, I'm going to mind control your Primeval Titan and attack. Well, I'm going to cast a Rite of Replication Kick targeting your Primeval Titan, and you see how this goes from there. Yeah, it literally um, becomes a deal with this or copy this or else you die. Exactly. Uh, for, you know, 60-card formats, Modern and Legacy each have a turn-in rule. Uh, Modern has the very popular, or not very popular, but the very well-known turn-4 rule, where your deck has to be, cannot win consistently before turn-4. Uh, and Legacy has the turn three rule, where your deck should not be able to consistently win uh, before turn three. Yes, there are outliers. Yes, there are decks that will go slower than that. We got yes. it. Check Roger. In fact, yep. turn two win. Modern, what up? Anyway. <laughs> I um, mean, Storm can win on turn three in, in Modern, but that's a little, that's, and even then, that's like, usually a perfect draw. Those met, those, and the funny part is, is people still like cling to those turn methodologies as gospel, and they're yeah. not. Not at They're all. Not. Like everyone's like, "Oh, vintage, lol, lol." Turn one format. It's like, bro, have you seen a, a match of Vintage Super League? Yes, you will get the occasional game where a deck will cook off on turn zero. I think they've only. I think in the first five seasons, they only had one turn one kill. Yeah, and like Vintage is a grind fest, especially thanks to Workshops decks. Like, yeah, and especially like the blue mirror mat, the blue deck mirror matches. Which sure, one deck may be Grixis, one deck may be Jeskai, but they're both they're just both blue decks. Like, like let's put it this way: trading force of wills and recalls. And, oh man, th- there's a reason why Young Pyromancer is is not restricted, but Monastery Mentor is restricted. It's true because Monastery Mentor, with that lovely prowess ability, gets out of hand. Whereas making just a bunch of one ones, eh, all right, can we make a bunch of one ones? I mean, Mentor also goes infinite with two um, 
Sensei's Divining Tops. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Popper, usually it's anything that lets you hyper-cheat on mana. Uh, for example, every single Storm card, except for the Storm payoff, is banned. <laughs> yeah. I don't, is, wait, is Grape Shot banned in Popper? Uh, it is. Okay, yeah, yeah. Every I, single Storm card in Popper is banned, basically. Yeah, and, and Empty the Warrens is. High Tide's As, banned. Um, the temporal, uh, temporal, no, not temporal sundering. What's that card? It's five and a blue sorcery, uh, bounce target permanent storm. Oh, I don't remember, but yeah, it's on I the ban list. I think it is. Yeah. Um, it also depends if you're, you know, playing certain ban lists or whatever, but anyway, also unjustly fun with free mana. Um, like the old Esper, uh, familiars. Yeah. Esper familiar decks that play cloud of fairies, which is the one in a blue flyer from, uh, Urza's legacy that when it comes in the battlefield, untap up to two lands, but it also has cycling too. So you could cycle if you want to get it back, cast it for two mana, untap two lands, start generating free mana out of it. But the real egregious breaker of this one was Paragon Drake oh, because man. Tron was just like, "Yo, get right in my deck, homie. What's up? Welcome to the party." Because you cast Paragon Drake, say you have one blue mana and four Tron lands. At a bare minimum, you are getting yeah. 10 mana. You are untapping with 10 mana. I think that it was still really funny that they banned. No, Cloud untapping with 8. No, you're. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, you're untapping with. Uh, you're tapping 5. You're generating 10 mana. So you're untapping with 5 mana, but another gen, able to generate another 10. So you're untapping with 15 mana available. Yeah. You go. Uh, it, it gets crazy. And especially since you're playing stuff like. Uh, prophetic prisms you you know just pay two you know filter and draw so you can start filtering those colors into other things and it's really easy to start like chaining paragon drake into a mole drifter into another paragon drake into a mole drifter into another paragon drake into oops i just you know uh, rolling thunder you for 30 on one turn yeah. it's gross it's like storming off but with tron lands yeah it's a little silly but yeah stuff like that and like we kind of tie this into just this is like brawl and smuggler's copter and sort of spyglass and to a lesser extent on the kind of i guess quote unquote warning list of uh gideon's intervention you know that's something that affects how the format would play out in terms of you know just being a case of hey you know let's let's make this unfun but the whole point of the game is to have fun so why are we here kind of thing yeah remember magic's a game and we're here to enjoy ourselves yep and i mean All you right. might be you might be enjoying yourself spiking out and destroying someone's face however that person may be like you know what not gonna play again that wasn't fun at all oh yeah. well that said yeah, i i i'm definitely looking for so kind of brief wrap it up remember we they talked about the updates and stuff uh they worried out split the format there was five interesting little things um yeah there are five, the five, five tenets of the brawl philosophy um the only cards banned in brawl are baral chief of compliance that is i'm so glad we don't have to do the baral brawl anymore yeah. uh smugglers copter and sorcerer's spyglass all the other cards are legal uh, if you want to play karn as your commander in brawl you can just play any number of one a basic land of your choice you can't uh, play till may 30th online not on, yeah, not until May 30th online. Actually, no, no. Uh, May 30th online is when the events come back. Karn, you can't beat the commander until Core 19. Or the, yeah, Core 19, yeah. Core 19. 
and then also um, one-on-one life total for for Brawl is 20 as opposed to uh, 30 for multiplayer. And I think that's it. Yeah, from where I sit, overall, pretty good uh, Pretty good week for Magic. Um, I'd say so, too. Like, it's pretty it's pretty quiet right now because, you know, we're still kind of in the lulls before the Pro Tour. Uh, also, we should be getting um, Battle Bond previews coming out in uh, a little the bit. F- next week, I think, is when Battle Bond, Battle Bond previews start rolling. I think I saw the 14th. Yes. Is, so this time next week, unfortunately, we're going to miss it because we record on a Wednesday. No, I'm kidding. It's yeah. we st- no, fourteenth of Monday. <laughs> Got him. Yeah, should get a few. Got him. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll start talking about that because I I personally love Two at a Giant. Um, it's the format that I play with Lindsay all the time. So I'm, I'm pretty interested. Stoked. <laughs> I'm interested to see how Two at a Giant draft goes. Never done it before. That's gonna uh, be spicy. Yeah. The whole like I've looked up the rules on it. It's real weird. Yeah. Like, is it four pack draft or something like that? We'll talk about it when Battlebond comes out. Right, when we know more. Because we only know about, like, we've only got, like, the baseline of, like, it's, like, six-pack. Uh, six-packs for sealed, six-packs four-packs for draft. Four-pack for draft. And it's, like, okay? Okay. I think they'll explain more once the previews start. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. Again, Magic hitting, Magic R&D hitting some new design space. That might affect stuff like Commander, which will be cool. I'm all for it. Heck yeah. Anyways, Ian, if people wanted to find you on the social medias, where can they do so? You guys can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash dicks, or you can, D-I-X, you can find me in all sorts of chat rooms everywhere, all over the place. Say hi. It's cool. I don't mind. I don't bite hard. Anyway, uh, Twitter at dixonij, that's D-I-X-O-N-I-J. And yeah, I tweet about all sorts of crazy stuff, so... Come for the magic, stay for the ridiculous sh- sports shenaniganery. St- come for the magic times, stay for harsh Ran- opinions on Philadelphia cheesesteaks. <laughs> and random internet crap posts. That's true. I can't say the other thing, because we don't say that word on the, on the show. Anyway, John, where can they find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at jwiley129, that's J-W-I-L-E-Y-129. Uh, you can also find me on Twitch at the same handle, so if you see me around, don't hesitate to say hi. Uh, like I said, I've been putting stuff on YouTube. Um, there should be a draft coming up, going up in the next few days of another Dominaria draft. And I'll try to do a few more of those because Dominaria is a lot of fun. I am real, real interested to see how how this format shakes out as time goes on. But thank you all so much for listening. On behalf of Ian, I'm John, and we'll talk to you all next time. Mm-hmm.